Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to New Haven Healing Center's podcast, Words of Life, Love, and Hope, a journey to the center of your being. My name is Leanne Thrapp, and I've spent over three decades caring for the sick and dying. I've gained a unique perspective on the meaning of life, the importance of relationships, and the value of living in the present moment. I hope to inspire listeners to think more deeply about their own lives, relationships and priorities, and find meaning and purpose during life's messiness, challenges, transitions, and let us not forget beauty. This podcast is about exploring the hidden true essence of who we are at our core. As we embark on this journey together, let us open our minds and our hearts to the possibilities that lie ahead. Let us connect with each other and the world around us as we strive to discover the beauty and richness that life has to offer. In our last episode, we discussed what happens when we get stuck in our head, hold grudges, resentment, and feel so helpless when life doesn't go as planned. Also, how the metaphor of the butterfly transformation emphasizes the idea that personal growth involves discomfort and a willingness to let go of the familiar. It symbolizes the courage to embrace change, the beauty that can emerge from vulnerability, and the potential for a more vibrant and expansive existence. It's not about trying to turn life's messiness into a positive. The positive is the butterfly that naturally emerges if we leave it alone. This reminds me of the butterfly story. A man found a cocoon of a butterfly. One day a small opening appeared. He sat and watched the butterfly for several hours as it struggled to squeeze its body through that teeny tiny hole. Then it stopped, as if it couldn't go any further. So the man decided to help the butterfly. He took a pair of scissors and he snipped off the remaining bits of the cocoon. The butterfly emerged easily, but it had a swollen body and shriveled wings. The man continued to watch it, expecting that at any moment, the wings would enlarge and expand enough to support the body. Neither happened. In fact, the butterfly spent the rest of its life crawling around. It was never able to fly. What the man in his kindness and haste did not understand, the restricting cocoon and the struggle required by the butterfly to get through the teeny tiny opening was a way of forcing the fluid from the body into the wings so it would be ready for flight once that was achieved. Sometimes struggles are exactly what we need in our lives. Going through life with no obstacles would cripple us. We would not be as strong as we could have been and like the butterfly, we would never fly. So you see, trying to manipulate helplessness, loss, and hurt is cutting the cocoon open instead of trusting the process. Let's face it, most people want to skip over the cocoon phase, the vulnerable, helpless, uncertain, waiting, ambiguous stage, especially when we hurt. We are a quick-fix society, aren't we? You have pain? Take a pill. Depressed? Here. Take another pill. 
anxiety, we've got another pill for that. So we try to numb out with numbing agents, or we wait for friends and family who want to swoop in and rescue you. Staying in the cocoon symbolizes a period of seclusion, protection, and nurturing. It implies a willingness to embrace a state of vulnerability, introspection, and self-reflection. It is a time when individuals consciously retreat from the external world to process their emotions, experiences, burdens, baggage, and inner conflict. The cocoon is the pause. The pause for inner stillness, for liquefaction, for transformation. A place to get naked and real with yourself. A place to confront and process pain. A place to shed our skin and liquefy old habits and attitudes that keep us stuck insane. This means letting go of something we're grasping. It involves fear and resistance because it takes us away from our comfort zones. What do you need to shed in your cocoon? Is it old beliefs and limiting mindsets? Negative relationships? Fear and resistance? Past traumas and emotional baggage? Do you need to shed comfort zones? Attachment to outcomes? Self-identity and labels? Busyness and overcommitment? Maybe it's judgments and resentments. Need for external validation. Hmm. As one emerges with their pain and experiences, they can develop a deeper understanding of themselves, their emotions, and their patterns of behavior. So peace and pain. Why not peace or pain? Oh, the power of that three-letter word, and, lies in its ability to convey a sense of inclusiveness or combination when we use and, we emphasize the idea that both elements are present or relevant simultaneously. Peace and pain implies that the two concepts are not mutually exclusive and can coexist or be intertwined. Conversely, peace or pain represents a sense of exclusivity or differentiation. When we use or, we imply that only one of the options can be present. And opens us up, moves us into a spiritual dimension. And is more truthful, captures the paradox and ambiguity that life is. Or is dichotomous and compartmentalizes, whereas and integrates. Think about our world the past couple of years. It's not an and world. It's an or world. One option and one option only. And, on the other hand, requires us to think bigger. When we use or, we imply that only one of the options can be chosen. Up or down, right or left. And encourages inclusive thinking by recognizing that multiple perspectives, ideas, and solutions can coexist and contribute to a richer understanding of a situation. 
and acknowledges that life and many issues are often complex and multifaceted. It suggests that understanding the full picture requires recognizing and exploring different dimensions and suggests that combining different elements can lead to synergistic effects where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Hmm. Sometimes the power of and is about embracing paradoxes and finding a balance between seemingly contradictory ideas or qualities. This takes us into that spiritual dimension and is more truthful. Peace and pain represents contrasting states of experiences where peace is associated with tranquility, harmony, and a sense of well-being, while pain is linked to distress, suffering, and discomfort. Juxtaposing peace and pain acknowledges that they can coexist within a person's life or even within a particular moment or circumstance. It recognizes that even in the midst of pain, it is possible to find moments of inner peace and acceptance. Similarly, even in times of peace, there can still be underlying pain, unresolved issues, or challenges. This juxtaposition reflects the complexity and multidimensionality of the human experience. It acknowledges that life is often a mix of both joy and sorrow, comfort and discomfort and that these contrasting elements can be intertwined and coexist within us. It's important to note that the ability to hold opposing ideas in the mind does not necessarily mean that a person accepts or endorses both ideas equally. It can simply reflect an acknowledgement of their existence and a willingness to consider different viewpoints or possibilities. On two separate occasions this week, I was reminded how these opposing ideas emerge, often with grief and loss. The first was a newspaper article where a young mother of six lost her husband in a farming accident. She writes the following. Learning how to walk on a grief journey has many dimensions. When the subject came up, I was spellbound, soaking in what was being shared. The importance of facing the pain and being sad was mentioned right along with the depth of God's deep provision if we surrender to it. The second occasion was while texting a family member who was with her two daughters preparing the memorial service for her dying husband and the girl's father. She writes, The girls and I are at the hospice house working through choices for a service. We keep interrupting ourselves with old family stories and get to laughing and not making headway. Ladies and gentlemen, this is peace and pain sitting side by side. We need more and in our world. The and makes us all better. And makes all the difference. And makes the world a better place. Letting go of hurt often involves opening up 
and being vulnerable. Many people fear that by letting go, they will expose themselves to further pain and that they might lose control. They might believe that holding on to their pain provides a sense of security and protection. I mean, think about it. Cocooning is about letting yourself feel the helplessness and let go of the fear of change and accepting limitations. What would that look like for you? I'm going to let you in on a secret. There is a place inside you that already knows how to hold pain and peace together without fear. Birthing more you, birthing more and more of you into this world where you are able to straddle your humanness and your beingness. It's a cocooning process. And the more you learn how to let go of fear of pain, the less you will need your numbing agents. The more you learn how to feel your pain, the more secure you will become in your own skin. When I finally busted out of my cocoon, I realized I wasn't fulfilling my life purpose and love. I spent the majority of my nursing career chasing something that I discovered was in my very own backyard. I quit my full-time job and decided it was time for me to throw my song into the river and release something I was holding on to for 25 years. New Haven Healing Center. I needed to allow my music to flow and be shared with the world and not be afraid of criticism or rejection. Don't wait. Life is just a moment in time. Every single day, I hold space for people who are dying. People forced to live in the now. People forced to lay burdens down. People forced to say, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, or I forgive myself. People forced to complete anything undone or unsaid. What might happen if you stop crawling around for years like a caterpillar and trust what is next? Trust that the cocoon is a safe place for dramatic change. Get real with yourself. It's time to birth more you into this world. Today, not after your kids grow up or you have enough money or you get the perfect job or you leave a dysfunctional relationship. Why wait? Birthing more you into the world can be profound and transformative experience. It involves bringing forth and giving life to something that has been incubating within your heart, mind, and soul, waiting patiently for the right time and conditions to emerge. You know what you need to do. Do it. Many of you contacted me after my last episode and said, I know what I need to do. Well, friends, if not now, when? Step one begins with a realization, an awakening to the fact that there is something significant within you that demands attention and expression. This initial recognition can be a powerful and emotional moment as you come face to face with the depth of your deepest self, your soul self. This introspection involves creating space in your life to reflect, contemplate, and reconnect with your inner voice. 
It does require courage to confront any fears, doubts, or external pressures, or people that may have prevented you from pursuing you, from connecting with you. You may experience a renewed sense of purpose and alignment with your true self as you witness your dream transforming into a tangible reality. The joy and satisfaction derived from pursuing your passion and bringing your dream to life can be incredibly rewarding and empowering. Here are some actions you can consider. Pay attention to your emotions, thoughts, and physical sensation without judgment. Remember, where your thoughts go, so goes your energy. Embrace the truth that peace and pain are both part of the human experience. Accept that pain is not something to be avoided or suppressed, but rather acknowledged and understood. Engage in deep introspection and self-reflection. Explore the root of your pain and the sources of your peace and explore practices that help integrate peace and pain simultaneously. It may be meditation, yoga, mindfulness exercises, journaling, whatever that might be for you. Take proactive steps to heal past wounds and traumas. Seek support from a therapist or counselor if needed. Practice forgiveness, self-care, and self-compassion to nurture your emotional well-being. We will discuss self-compassion in our next episode. Acknowledge and celebrate the progress you make along the way. These practices can help you develop the capacity to hold both peace and pain simultaneously and find a sense of wholeness. And finally, a quote from one of my favorite authors. Don't die with your music still inside you. Listen to your intuitive inner voice and find what passion stirs your soul. Listen to that inner voice and don't get to the end of your life and say, what if my whole life has been wrong? Dr. Wayne Dyer. Speaking of music, Randy and Pamela Copas from the musical group 2002 generously allow me to use their music in my podcast. The song in today's podcast, The Emerald Way, which describes this. Within each of us is a loving, magical, powerful being, a real self. Music, friend that it is, cocoons us from our worries, enabling that hidden self to emerge. How fitting. And I conclude the reason their music speaks to my soul. Please support them by downloading their beautiful music. I'm grateful for your attention, and I appreciate your support. I invite feedback and suggestions and ideas for future episodes. Next up, self-compassion. Watch for the next episode on July 9th. Until next time, stay beautiful.